Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. This week, I'm going to dive into a concept that gives me a ton of angst, something that I probably rant at the residents for every shift, at the minimum every other shift, and that's orthostatic hypotension. And specifically, we're talking about orthostatic hypotension vital signs in patients with suspected volume depletion. Is this a good way of figuring out if our patients are depleted? Let's start with a definition. Orthostatic hypotension is a form of low blood pressure that occurs with positional change. This is from the lying to sitting position or sitting to standing position. It's commonly used to diagnose volume depletion or to gauge the level of volume depletion. Orthostatic vital signs are three pieces, and you have to have any one of the three that develops while the patient stands from a supine position after three minutes. Those three pieces are one, a reduction of systolic blood pressure by at least 20 millimeters of mercury on standing, two, a reduction of diastolic blood pressure by at least 10 millimeters of mercury on standing, or three, an increase in heart rate by greater than 30 beats per minute with standing. So with that little bit of background, let's dive into the clinical question, and that's are orthostatic vital signs useful in finding patients with occult volume loss? Do they add to our clinical assessment of patients? We're going to try to answer this question based on the evidence, but I'll admit that the evidence here is pretty sparse. The development of orthostatic criteria appear to be developed from measuring blood pressure and heart rate on young, healthy patients after they donate blood, not exactly the patients that we're seeing in the emergency department. At baseline, adolescents often have orthostatic changes. Orthostatic heart rate changes are common, and transient orthostatic hypotension by the blood pressure is common as well. Blood pressure changes usually fall within the normal adult ranges, but usually means about 50 to 60% of the time. Baseline orthostatic hypotension in the elderly is even more common. Positional systolic blood pressure changes occur in anywhere from 11 to 50% of patients over the age of 65. There are multiple studies that look at that. In addition to that, these blood pressure changes vary based on the time of day, and they're irrelevant to any accompanying symptoms. Bottom line from the background is that baseline orthostatic vital sign changes are common, and they increase in frequency with age. Let's talk specifically about orthostatic vital signs in terms of blood loss and non-blood volume loss. This is what we actually care about in the emergency department. And again, we have a dearth of literature, but we'll dive through what there is. When we talk about blood loss, we're mainly going to be talking about patients who have had blood loss in a controlled setting. It's those healthy patients giving blood and then getting vital signs checked before and after. The first paper to consider is one by Whitting et al. in 1994, where they checked blood pressure and heart rate before and after blood donation. These authors found that changes in heart rate were not very sensitive, somewhere between 20 and 40 percent, while specificity was pretty good. The problem here is that specificity isn't exactly what we're looking for because this is supposed to be a screening test. They also found that blood pressure changes were not useful at all. The other article to look at is by McGee et al., and this is the Rational Clinical Examination Series in JAMA entitled, Is This Patient Hypovolemic? Exactly the question we want answered. For moderate blood loss defined as less than 630 mLs, they found that increases in heart rate or decreases in blood pressure were not sensitive. Once again, very low sensitivities, although specificity was good. So again, you had a good positive likelihood ratio, but this wasn't a good screening test. It wasn't something that you could use to find patients with moderate blood loss. When they looked at the group with large blood loss, and that was anywhere between 600 and 1,100 milliliters of blood loss, they found that an increase in heart rate was both sensitive and specific, and actually had very good likelihood ratios both in the positive and negative direction. 
The problem is that this group, the one with large blood loss, are typically not going to be a cult. You're going to be able to detect this group just by your physical exam. You're not going to need to use orthostatics to find that group. When it comes to orthostatics in non-blood volume loss, and we're talking mainly here about vomiting and diarrhea, the literature is even sparser. There's just one article that looked at this. It was in Academic Emergency Medicine back in 1995, and this looked at dehydration and orthostatic vital signs in patients with hyperemesis gravidarum. So obviously no men included here. What they found was that neither heart rate nor blood pressure changes were sensitive or specific. Very poor performance characteristics, poor likelihood ratios, wasn't a useful test to determine for significant volume loss from vomiting. The take-home point here is that orthostatic measurements had poor sensitivity for diagnosing moderate blood loss or significant dehydration. Performance characteristics were improved in large blood loss, but these patients are unlikely to be missed. What about looking at orthostatic symptoms alone? The question here changes a little bit. If the utility of vital sign changes with position aren't useful, what about simply using symptoms? If the patient feels lightheaded, dizzy, or nauseous when they stand, is that enough to say they're orthostatic? Once again, the article to look at here is the one by McGee and JAMA, the rational clinical examination, is this patient hypovolemic? In moderate volume loss, symptoms had limited predictive value. In severe volume loss, though, the performance characteristics were excellent, a likelihood ratio of 48.5 and a negative likelihood ratio of 0.03. Basically, if the patient said that they were too dizzy or lighthanded to stand for vital signs to be taken, well, they were orthostatic. However, it's likely, again, that the diagnosis of severe volume loss can be made without this test. What's the summary here? Based on the limited available evidence, it's unlikely that orthostatic vital sign measurements can be used to determine which patients have volume loss and which do not. This is not a good screening test. The baseline prevalence of orthostatic vital signs is common, and patients will not always develop orthostatic vital signs in response to volume loss. Therefore, there are going to be patients who are orthostatic by numbers without volume loss, and there will be patients with volume loss who are not orthostatic by numbers. Symptoms, with the exception of the inability to stand to have orthostatics performed, are not that useful either. The bottom line is that based on the low overall sensitivity of orthostatic vital sign measurements, they should not be used to influence our clinical decision making. Although the evidence here isn't robust, we did discuss a number of articles, and all of those will be included in the show notes, as well as on a post on Rebel EM. That's all for the Core EM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net, we've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up on Wednesday, and a journal update up on Thursday. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter where our handle is at core underscore EM, and if you've got time, pop over to iTunes and give us a little bit of a rating, give us some feedback, things that we can improve on. Thanks, and see you all next week.